everyone, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Today we're on episode 116, The Digital Dinosaur Base. If you like the episode, share it with a friend or rate it on whatever podcast you listen on, or podcast app anyways. As usual, just get as comfy as you can in your bed, close your eyes, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. If you remember back to the last episode, the main character, you, gets sucked into some sort of digital dinosaur world and is tasked with having to build a digital dinosaur base and bring a whole bunch of digital dinos there. Um, I think once that happens, they'll probably get out, but I'm not really sure yet. Imagine yourself sitting there with your eyes closed and suddenly words appear in your vision. They say, wake up. You agree and suddenly the world lights up again. You look around and you find yourself sitting in your tiny little cabin that you made yesterday. Oh yeah, I'm still stuck in a video game or something, you realize. In order to get out of here, I have to build a dinosaur base. Good thing it's kind of fun. The first thing you do is head over to your crafting table. You press it with your hand and a bunch of options pop up for things that you could make. You flip through all of the options until you find Dinosaur Fence. It's a strange looking metal object that says it's an electric dinosaur fence. How does this work, you ask? These need to be placed three blocks apart. They will create a laser fence for dinosaurs. In order to meet your objective, you must create a fence around your dinosaur sanctuary. Oh, thanks spaceship, that does explain it. Um, it says it needs iron or something. I guess we better go mining. Oh, but first I better create a better pickaxe. I don't think this wooden one's gonna be able to deal with iron. You flip through the options again until you find the tools section. One of the tools you can now create with the things you have is a stone pickaxe. You select the stone pickaxe, the materials are sucked out of your inventory, into the crafting table, and then a stone pickaxe pops up above it. Awesome. You grab onto the stone pickaxe and you run outside your door. I guess I better start mining. You begin to dig down into the ground bit by bit, creating a little set of stairs deep underground. It soon starts to get really dark though. <sighs> I need light of some kind. You run back up out of the mining hole and head back to the crafting table. You activate it again and you flip through the options until you find a torch. Cool. This should work. You try to select the torch, but it says that you don't have the right ingredients. <sighs> what else do I need? You need either coal or charcoal to create this. Uh, I do? How do I get those? You ask. Coal can be found by digging in the ground 
or charcoal can be created by burning wood. Oh, that seems easier. What do I need to do that? You need a furnace. You flip through the screens until you find the picture of the furnace. Luckily, it only takes a bunch of stone to create it. You select the furnace. The stone is blasted out of your inventory, through the crafting table, and above it pops up a little furnace. You take the furnace and you place it beside the crafting table. Then, in the top part of the furnace, you place a whole bunch of wooden logs, all of the wooden logs you have left after building your little square house. Then, you realize you need to power it with something. So, you take a few of the bricks out and you put them in the bottom as well. You press a button on the furnace and suddenly it lights up with fire. On the top of the furnace is a little indicator counting. One charcoal created. Two charcoal created. It continues to count up as it turns each of the blocks of wood into charcoal. You open up the top of it and take some of the pieces of charcoal out. Like everything else, they're just a little square. Then you head back to the crafting table and make a whole bunch of torches. You decide to leave the furnace making as much charcoal as you can, because you might need it after you mine things. You run out the door and head back down into the mine. As you go down, you place some lanterns on the walls so you can see your way around. Once you've dug down what you believe is far enough, you start to build out sort of an underground cave. You begin just mining and breaking the blocks in all directions. You get tons and tons of stone. And then you finally luck upon some iron. Right after you break one of the stones away, you see something that seems to have chunks of metal inside it. I think this might be it. You hit it as hard as you can with the pickaxe over and over again until it breaks into pieces and all of it absorbs into your inventory. Iron ore discovered, says Spaceship. Cool. You find a whole bunch more blocks of iron just surrounding that one. You mine and mine and mine until you have a whole bunch of it in your inventory. Then you head back up, you go into your house, and you take all the charcoal out of the top of your furnace and put it in the bottom to burn things. Then you put all of the iron pieces in. You sit and wait as it slowly makes iron ingots. Eventually, you have more than you think you'll ever need. You head back to the crafting table with the iron ingots in hand and you select the dinosaur fence once again. You have enough pieces to make 64 fence posts. Perfect! Make all of them, you say. Making all fence posts now, Spaceship says. All of the iron is sucked out of your inventory and all of it is molded and shaped in the crafting table and out of the top pops a little fence post that says times 64. You absorb all the fence posts but keep one in your hand.
You head outside around your house. How big of an area can I make this fence? You ask. You should be able to go this far, Spaceship says. Suddenly, a glowing wall appears all the way around the outside of your house, indicating where you should put the little pieces. Oh, thanks, Spaceship. That'll help a lot. You run around the fence area and place the posts here and there and all the way around your fence. Then you say, all right, what do we do now? You will need a power source, Spaceship says. What do you mean I need a power source, you ask? There should be a power source nearby. Often, power sources are close to volcanoes and lava. Okay, so what am I looking for? You are looking for a crystal that says power crystal. Yeah, okay, I guess that gives it away. Clearly some of the mechanics of your game have mixed with how spaceship works. You see the Tyrannosaurus still tied up to a tree nearby with a control collar on him. That's perfect. You go over to the giant blocky Tyrannosaurus and you climb on its back. You undo the rope from the tree and hang on to the reins. You direct them towards a volcano that you can see in the distance and give them a little kick on both sides with your feet. The Tyrannosaurus immediately starts running. It doesn't feel like it does to ride on a horse. The strides are much bigger, as if you're jumping forward bit by bit. You hold on as tight as you can as the Tyrannosaurus runs and runs and runs, and the volcano gets bigger and bigger and bigger as you get closer. You run up to the top of the volcano and look down inside. The inside is full of lava in every direction. There's lava dripping down the sides of the volcano, lava in the center of the volcano, and directly in the middle of the lava, of course, is one power crystal. How am I gonna get that? Uh, spaceship, are dinosaurs lava-proof or anything? No, dinosaurs are not lava-proof. I do not recommend going in the lava with the dinosaur. You should build a staircase. Oh, good idea. You look in your inventory and see that you have plenty of stone left. You decide to construct a stone staircase. You stand at the side of the volcano and you begin to place bricks one after another, each one slightly lower. For some reason, they don't even need anything to support them. They just kind of float in the air where you decide to put them. It really doesn't make any sense, but you decide not to question it too much. You continue placing the blocks one block lower, forming a little block staircase until you work your way down to the center of the volcano. There, you grab the power crystal, look around waiting for something to happen, and when it doesn't, you turn around and start walking up the staircase. 
and that's when you feel the rumbling. The whole staircase starts to vibrate, and you look down at where the power crystal was, and suddenly a huge plume of lava shoots out of it and starts shooting up out of the volcano. Volcanic explosion imminent. Volcanic explosion imminent, says Spaceship. Uh, what does that mean, you ask? It means the volcano is about to erupt. I would run if I were you. Okay, point taken. You begin to run up the stairs as fast as you can, holding on to the power block. The lava shooting out of the center of the volcano gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you just make it over the edge and jump back on the back of the Tyrannosaurus, just in time. You kick the Tyrannosaurus and begin running down the side of the mountain. You take leaps and jumps, things that you probably wouldn't do if you were being safe, but there's nothing you can do about it right now. You take huge jumps down the side of the volcano until you land at the bottom. When you look back, you see the entire volcano explode through the top, shooting lava up into the air. The lava falls back down and starts spreading down the side of the volcano. I guess we better get going, you say. You kick the dinosaur again and begin riding it away back towards the dinosaur base. As the dinosaur begins to get tired, you look back and you see that the lava's actually stopped. You're finally at a safe distance. You watch as lava continues to shoot into the air, followed by dark black smoke. I guess the power crystal was keeping the volcano together or something? Weird. You slow down and have a much more gentle ride back to the dinosaur base. When you get there, you head back to one of the posts. You hold up the power crystal and the post opens up. It has a perfect little slot for the power crystal inside. You press the power crystal in and the fence post begins to light up. Suddenly it shoots a laser wall from the one fence post to the next. Then to the next and the next and the next until a huge laser fence surrounds your entire base. The fence then starts to grow upwards, higher and higher and higher, until it's hundreds of feet or hundreds of blocks high. Well, I guess we have the base built. Now we just need some dinosaurs. Come on, Rexy, you say, deciding that you're gonna call your T-Rex Rexy. You hop on top of Rexy, give him a little kick, and jog through the dinosaur land, looking for new dinosaurs. You start to wonder how you'll catch the dinosaurs when you see, hanging from a nearby tree, a whole bunch of vines. You head over to the tree with the vines and climb off of Rex. You pull the vines down and down and down until they break off of the tree, and you have what seems to be a rope. 
You tie the end of the vine into a little loop to make a perfect lasso, and you hook it to your belt and climb back up on Rex. Now it's dinosaur catching time. You see a whole herd of long-necked dinosaurs, their necks made of long, connected sets of bricks with a bigger brick as a head. You ride up beside them on Rexy, and you pull out your vine lasso. You start to swirl it around above your head, around and around and around as you ride up beside one of the dinosaurs. You throw it up in the air, it loops around the huge neck of one of the dinosaurs, and then you pull it tight. It's then that you realize you really have no way to catch this thing, and when the dinosaur runs off in the other direction, it pulls you with it. You fly off of Rex and land feet first, luckily, on the ground, but as the dinosaur runs, you start skidding across the ground. You hold on to the vine as tight as you can and you keep your feet out in front of you. It's almost like you're skiing on grass as the dinosaur runs. You pull yourself closer and closer and closer with the rope until you can basically jump on the back of the dinosaur. You jump on its back, climb up towards its neck, and you pull a control collar out of your inventory. You quickly snap it around the dinosaur's neck, and the dinosaur suddenly stops in place, and a saddle appears on its back, just like it did on Rexy. You climb on board the saddle, grab the reins, and lead the long-necked dinosaur back to the base. Now, it seems like all you need are a raptor, a triceratops, and, obviously, um, some sort of pterosaur. You decide to come up with another sort of plan to catch the triceratops. You go to a nearby tree, and you chop down a whole bunch of blocks of leaves. You set the blocks of leaves up in an open area near where the triceratops are hanging out. Then, you hide behind them. When you see a triceratops come up to the leaves and start to eat them, you quietly climb over the edge of the leaves. Then, when it looks like it's a good time, you jump over top of the leaves onto the back of the triceratops, immediately pulling a control collar out of your inventory, putting around its neck, and again, a saddle and reins appear. You jump in the saddle and ride the Triceratops back to the dinosaur base. To get the raptors, you have another idea. You go into the water. You grab a stick and tie a little piece of vine to the end of it, and add a hook that you make out of metal. You begin to throw the hook and the vine into the lake again and again until you feel it tug. You immediately tug back and then you pull in the vine with your hands. On the end of it, you find a perfectly awesome square fish. You take the square fish off the hook. You bring it into the middle of a field, place it there. 
Then you create a huge rock wall to hide yourself behind. You create a little hole in the rock wall and you watch the fish carefully. Soon, some interested raptors come to approach the fish. They look left, they look right, and even though they're suspicious, they decide they'll eat the fish anyways. Once again, you climb up the rock wall, and when the raptors aren't looking, you jump down with a control collar in your hand, immediately get it around the raptor's neck, and ride it back to the base. You now have a dinosaur base with almost everything in it, except a pterodactyl, of course. Getting a pterodactyl is gonna be really hard. They're just flying up there and not a care in the world. We're gonna have to go somewhere really high and sneak up on one, you say. The raptors seem to be the fastest, so you decide to take the raptor up a mountain. You climb on back of the raptor once again, give it a little kick, and it runs lightning fast across the ground and up the side of a mountain. You steer it left and right up a little mountain path until you come to the very peak. You scan around, and then you find just what you're looking for. At the edge of the peak of the mountain, is a huge nest made out of blocks of hay and blocks of straw and blocks of leaves and inside the nest are a bunch of little pterodactyl eggs. You climb up the side of the nest and look down. You see that one of the eggs is actually broken open. One of them must have hatched already. That's the perfect place to hide. You go and sit in the bottom of the egg and try to place the egg back together carefully. Then you just wait quietly, breathing slowly, just hoping that the pterodactyl will return soon. And before long it does. You hear a screech and feel the nest vibrate as the pterodactyl lands on the side of it. It looks down at the nest and seems a little suspicious. It reaches its head down and starts sniffing the different eggs. And when it gets to yours, you pull one of the control collars out of your inventory. And while its neck is bent down, sniffing the egg, you jump out with both hands, snap the control collar across its neck, and it works. The pterodactyl suddenly becomes completely tame. A saddle appears on its back with reins. You climb on the back of the pterodactyl, give it a little kick and pull back on the reins. The pterodactyl flies up high in the air, high over the digital world of dinosaurs. You see that the raptor you rode is still there and you figure you may as well try picking it up. You command the pterodactyl to swoop down and pick up the raptor in its claws. It does so pretty easily, but has a little bit of trouble flying after that. You're able to stay high enough off the ground as long as the pterodactyl flaps its wings really, really, really quickly. 
you struggle through the air high above the dinosaur world until you see the dinosaur base again, all lit up with a huge laser fence. You do one swoop around it, and then you land down in the center of it, beside the house, dropping off the raptor safely first, and then landing beside it. Perfect. I think that's every dinosaur we need. Now what? Just as you think that, out of the ground in front of you, a huge arch rises up. It's made of dark black stone around the outside, and the inside lights up with a bright purple color. Congratulations, you have achieved your objective. Cool. You head towards the exit and jump through the portal. As you do, your body feels a little funny. You feel like you get squished down or something just a little bit, and you suddenly find yourself back on the couch on the real dinosaur planet. That was quite a day, you say. And I'm really tired. You just turn yourself sideways on the couch. You lay your head down and you find a blanket resting on the back. You pull the blanket down over top of yourself and you just allow your heavy eyes to close. You take slow, deep breaths, and with each one, you sink further and further into the couch, and your mind begins to wander away to dreams of new adventures and new things to come. Good night, everyone. <laughs>